I'm Siri Lindley, two-time world champion, author, speaker, animal activist, survivor, and thriver. I have found a way to overcome every challenge and to take the impossible and make it possible. On my podcast, we're going to talk real life. We're going to get vulnerable. We're going to go first. You're not alone in your fears, your doubts, or your worries. The most successful people in the world have them. Stick with me on this journey. I will help you harness your power, claim your magic, and create the life that you dream of. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bedhead Chronicles. I'm so excited to introduce you to Hilary Russo. Hilary Russo is a holistically speaking health coach. She is one of the first of 150 certified havening technique practitioners in the USA and one of only 800 in the world. Hillary is nationally recognized as a leader and public figure for her work in holistic health. And Hillary, I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome. Siri, it is such a pleasure. We've been trying to get together for quite some time and it's like old friends reunited. Thank you for having me on well, the Bedhead Chronicle. I'm so excited. Oh my God, so happy to have you here. And I'm so excited to learn from you. And one of the things I'm most interested in is the havening technique. Can you please, for those that have never heard of Havening, can you please explain what that is and how you got into it? Absolutely. It's an honor to share this beautiful neuroscience-based modality that I not only use in my practice with my clients, in workshops, retreats, the world, but I use in my own life. And I think that's always where it starts, right? Like how has something transformed you? And for me, as a transformational mindset coach, holistic health coach, as you mentioned, a practitioner, it was something that came into my life kind of haphazard. It was, it was, uh, I was, I was at a birthday party, a 50th birthday party for a friend in New York city. I, I had already been an integrative nutrition health coach and was looking for different ways to make my practice different so that I could serve more people in a more, in an area that just, just aligned with me more. And it was kind of like one of those manifesting, putting it out there in the universe things, because I met the COO of the Havening organization, who was a mutual friend of the person we were celebrating. And she basically, it's one of those things like, you know, at the, when you're meeting people, it's like, how, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, what do you do for a living? That, that general question that gets asked when you meet people at parties, I told her what I did. And then when I asked her, she just said, may I, may I do something? May I put my hands on your shoulders? And I'm like, okay, where are we going with this? <laughs> And basically, as she was telling me what havening is, she was doing the havening touch on me, which is basically from your shoulders down to your elbows, or like you're washing your hands if you're self-havening, which is beautiful because you're able to do it to yourself or on your face. But she stuck to my shoulders. It was less invasive, you know, meeting me for the first time. And she basically told me what it was. And I remember at the end, I said, I don't know what you're doing to me or what just happened, but I need more of it. So... What havening is, is it is a psychosensory approach that uses touch, the havening touch, like I mentioned, which is those three touches of touching your hands, like you're washing them, giving yourself a nice massage on your face, or giving yourself a gentle stroke from the shoulders down to the elbows. It alters your thoughts, moods, and behaviors rapidly and your habits. And what it does is it puts your brain in what they call a delta wave state. And delta wave is like sleep state. That's the where the parasympathetic nervous system comes in, the healing state, your sleep state, where things can be calming because we can't find the calm and the chaos 
And then you release those happy chemicals, the happy hormones, like the oxytocin, the dopamine, the serotonin, the GABA. When all of that happens, that calming technique, that self-soothing technique and self-soothing meaning you can do it to yourself or have it facilitated by a practitioner like myself, brings you to that state of calm where you're able to make better decisions. You're able to um, deal with some of the deep-rooted trauma if you're working with a practitioner. I don't suggest working with trauma by yourself. And just the everyday upsets, it, it just changes the landscape of the brain. And it's fabulous and amazing. And I love seeing that it's just flourishing. Wow. Okay. So after that evening, <laughs> you meet the COO and then what happens? Like you truly in that moment, you felt um, yeah. it, a, a change. I did. It was a shift. It was like, it was, it wasn't a change where it was long enough for me to really understand what was going on because with, with the touch, it, it does also incorporate what we call the pleasant distraction or a positive thought. So when you bring the havening touch together with something like affirmations or creative visualization or something that brings you joy series, something that makes you so happy, when you find that positive or pleasant distraction along with the havening touch, that's where the change in the landscape happens. That's where your thoughts, moods, and behaviors can change. You're putting your brain in the delta wave state and releasing those beautiful chemicals in the in in your noggin, right? It's it's kind of a dance with those two things together, not just the touch. But touch is so important, right? We know this. You know this. Doing the work you do as well, that that's the love hormone. We need that to survive. So imagine giving yourself a hug regularly. I mean, that's going to give you and thinking wonderful thoughts about yourself. That's the beauty of this work is that you're not relying on anybody else to help you with self-regulation and coping skills and self-love. You have the tools in your hands to heal. But when the deeper stuff needs to be worked on, when you're really doing trauma work or going deeper into some of the upsets, that's when working with a practitioner can make it even more powerful. And the real beauty of this work is that, you know, Therapy has its place, traditional therapy, talk therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, DBT, all of the above, all the elemental P's out there, right? But the beauty of this work is that when you're in a session with somebody like myself, you don't necessarily have to rehash everything that happened. You're presenting issue. You might, you might come to me and be like, I'm having a bad day. My partner is doing this. And you come into the session and it's, is it really about that or is it something more? So when we go into this state, this havening place, this beautiful journey that you go on when we're together, you don't even have to talk about anything. Just find yourself in that pleasant place. And that neurologically changes things. It's neuroplasticity. The brain is very, very able to move around and change. And uh, havening is just that tool that helps. Wow. Okay. So a typical session, like what would that look like? And is it something that you would do every day or once a week or once a month. I mean, I love the aspect of it that you can do yourself. And, and mm -hmm. as I'm listening, I'm thinking, you know, I think I've been doing this, you know, for a, a long time because I will go to bed at night and I'll be holding myself and, yes, and girl. With, with the intention of, or if I'm feeling stressed, I'll grab my own hand and try and intentionally know that I am giving myself comfort and I am giving, I'm loving myself through a moment that is difficult. So 
is this havening a, a form of havening that I've been doing? But but more importantly, how can people start doing this now? I mean, there's you're one of only 150 in the United States. So how does anyone get access to you or access to this? And what will that session look like and how often? Sorry, that was sure. a million questions. No, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm get, everything's in my <laughs> mental bank. I'm hearing everything okay. you're saying. So the first and foremost, like it's it basically being in the therapeutic field as a Havening practitioner, hypnotherapist, integrative nutrition health coach, all the above. Working with someone like me is great. Uh, and and I have to, I tend to, I have a tendency to have clients come to me weekly because they love just doing, uh, you know, checking in, right? I have clients that'll be like, I'm having a really good day. Do I, do you think I should reschedule? I'm like, wait a minute, what? Why don't you just have a better day? Like get in here girl or get in here guy. You know, it's, it's not so much about like the traditional therapy approach, right? My hope is that you don't need to come back to me right? It's kind of the ethos of like being in therapy is like you want your clients to go away. However, the beauty of it is there's always something new that comes up in our lives. There's always something new that presents itself as an issue. There's always something new that maybe as you're getting older, suddenly a Pandora's box opens and you're like, do I want to sweep that under the rug again? Or do I want to deal with that? Because we need to love all parts of ourselves. We all have some kind of trauma. We all have some kind of trauma. Um, and whether it's a little T or big T trauma, sometimes we, we, and traumas become kind of a buzzword, by the way, right? We hear it all the time out there in social media. So really understanding what the trauma is, is important. And for something to be encoded as a trauma, there has to be an event that took place. There has to be a meaning that's associated with it. There has to be uh, a landscape to your brain, meaning like your brain doesn't know if a car accident happened a year ago. And every time you pass that same intersection, your brain goes into like, panic mode, right? That's the landscape of the brain protecting you in that moment. You know, the amygdala is like fight or flight. And then that feeling of inescapability. So that's what a trauma encoding is, right? And we, we, you and I probably have a series of traumas. I know, I, I know, I know mine and I know how to deal with them and it's not getting rid of them. It's learning how to manage them and really befriend them really any upset. So to go to the other question of how to do it with yourself, the beauty is you already own the tools. You don't have to run to a hardware store. You don't have to take, you know, millions of hours of classes. These are your tools. These two things that are attached to your body, the hands are what you need. And then an open mind to change. The first step to any change is awareness, right? Yeah. And what, what you just need to do is just, if there's something that's upsetting you, and I'll use a perfect example. I remember, and I use this story all the time. <laughs> when I was coming back actually from the Havening Conference in June of 2019, before the pandemic shut down, uh, everything down, I was in Paris at Charles de Gaulle Airport, coming back from my trip. And I was in this line that was like bush gardens. Like you didn't know where it started and where it ended. And when's the ride going to be coming up? I wasn't even at the security gate yet. And um, the, I started just havening. I put my headphones on. I was just thinking about my trip. Oh my gosh. I went to Versailles. I met all these new practitioners in London. I went to Budapest. I traveled to Vienna for a day. This is an imagery imagery. And if you aren't good at imagery, you can also just pick something that brings you joy, like music, 
because not everyone visualizes well. Just whatever brings you joy is your pleasant distraction. And I just stood there in line for like what felt like five minutes and it was two and a half hours. And I looked around and everyone in that line was complaining because clearly they're all going back to New York, New Jersey, Newark airport. Where, you know, everyone's a little crazy here. And um, the only group I noticed that was chill, like I was, was a bunch of Buddhist monks that were in the line somewhere. Like I saw them, but I don't know where they were in alignment with me. But one of them just looked at me and nodded. And I was like, oh, God, that's like the biggest compliment ever. Right? Totally. Wow. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. I was self-soothing. I was self-havening. Self-soothing. I, I love yes, that. Yes, I was self-regulating myself in a moment of, like, havoc, of ticked off New Yorkers and New Jersey people not getting home and fast enough. Because, you know, life's not moving fast enough for you. And, and that's the beauty of the self-havening. I do it on the subway. I do it before I go to bed, like you mentioned, because it puts you in Delta wave. I just imagine myself at rest or put on some good meditation music. So there's no person, there's no time, there's no place that it can't be serving you, right? Okay, yeah. I love this so much. And it sounds to me like it. it there has to be intention behind it. As you do it, there must be this intention of connecting, you know, something that brings you joy or visualizing a happy moment and bringing that to get, this is one way I mm, also like this, but what I love about this is I feel like everyone listening can know that you can learn this and you can do this and this will change your life in a big Absolutely. way. Yeah. In a big way. You have the power to put active emotional well-being in your own hands. I think for me, you know, I hear the word healer a lot. Like, oh, you're a healer. You're you're empowering others. I'm like, I'm a healer, yes, to myself. And I'm a guide to others to help them in their yes. healing and empower them. So when people come to me, whether it's a weekly basis or they come to one of my workshops or retreats or see hear me speak, because I do a lot of public speaking, especially as a health and wellness journalist, I, I just want to reiterate the importance of this lives within you. And if you need to deal and you need to, to work on those deeper upsets, don't do it by yourself, you know, and, and working together with someone who understands it, who's trauma informed, who yes. works in neuroscience and trauma every day and has worked through my own stuff. So I'm a learning experience myself. That that's the true gift you can give yourself. Your ROI is YOU. I say that all the time. Your number one ROI is YOU. I love that. And what I would say is, you know, please just love yourself enough mm. yeah. to do this for you because you can, you know, there is a way to mm -hmm. feel better. So let's talk about, you know, I know you talk a lot about self-love and mm -hmm. self-empowerment. Um, what came first? You, you, mm -hmm. you get it, you get into this, but were you on a journey at some point to learn to love yourself? For example, you know, there was a time for me where for so long I was searching for love outside of myself, outside of myself, outside of myself. And eventually I realized, you know what, the love that I've craved the most my entire lifetime is my own. Mm -hmm. And so my mission became truly finding that love from within. So at what 
led to all of this, everything that you've learned, you know, your hypnotherapy, the, the trauma, being informed about trauma, everything that you do must have started with your journey. So if you're willing to share, what was that? Yeah, I'm an open book about that. I love it. I love it. That's <laughs> what helps people. I, I think so too. In the days of like traditional therapy, sitting on a couch and somebody going, tell me your problems, like very Freudian. I'm not, I'm not putting down those techniques, but I think people from what I've learned and just what I went through myself, you want to know that the person in front of you, you can trust, you have a connection with, they're there to help you and they're human too. Yes. And for me, my journey is a series of shifts. You know, I grew up with a father who was disabled and ill my entire life. And I witnessed that and that caused a lot. That was part of the trauma that I dealt with. But also some of the other things that I face, I, I did face some bullying growing up when I was younger and moving into a space where I had major reconstructive surgery on my jaw from having temporomandibular joint disorder in my jaw. Um and battling that and then also i think that those younger years where i was really questioning myself my how i look how i feel because you know teenager that's what you go through seeing the difficulty my father faced but also you know i i dealt with some weight issues too when i was younger and i went to fat camp right i went to a camp that was pretty much there was a reality show called fat camp how bad is that but we called it that but it, it, it was that negative body image, you know, and that that's so tough as a young, impressionable young lady dealing with that. And moving from that, I think I got into relationships, you know, I had good ones and I had bad ones, but I think a major shift for me really happened later in my life where I was in my second marriage and I, I was in a very narcissistic, abusive relationship, um, not physically, but emotionally, mentally dealt with a lot of gaslighting, dealt with a lot of um, manipulation. And uh, I am in a place where that had to happen for me for the shift to happen. Yes. And, you know, I don't, my, my, and, and that one of my relationships, so I'll mention that's what it was, but it was, it was a very difficult thing for me to wrap my head around because I didn't even know the word gaslighting. I didn't understand. I mean, I've heard manipulation, but narcissism, I didn't really truly understand what that meant until I got out of it and I started studying it and I started working with therapy for myself that helped me understand it. And that's where I was. I even had a therapist who was working with both of us who said, I didn't even see it coming. So that's how much it was a shift for me. And then during that time, I was also um, really working on my health and wellness. And I got involved with uh, a company called Daily Burn. And I was, I'm on their show. It's a, a, a live streaming fitness show. And I just started to transform my own body again and find myself again being in my 40s. And all that together, I realized how important the health coaching was, having that guide by your side, someone to like check in with you, be accountable while you're in this both physical and mental transformational journey. And that's kind of how it all it all came about. But the the interesting thing about this is that I got I was 
I was still really, I was living in New York City at the time and I uh, was hired by the Institute for, I was in New York City at the time and I was hired by the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is the largest health coaching school in the world, right? And they hired me to come in and do some of their educational modules as a host, not as a practitioner, right? And I remember being there going, there's something about this that really resonates with me. I said, I'm going to be back here one day. I don't know how. And lo and behold, I wind up signing up for the course and watching myself in the modules. <laughs> wow. I mean, life's a circle oh. and full of shifts, right? So all of it's a, a series of things like going to the self-love, going back to the self-love. I know I gave you a, a pretty big journey I there, but the really, it was like, as a child, I dealt with the bullying. I dealt with the body image. And then I moved into a relationship that really questioned me. Is it, is it me? Am I doing everything wrong? Yes. I have responsibility that I take, but I was in something that really threw me for a loop and it opened my eyes and it allowed me to heal so that I can support others in that area, support them emotionally and physically, mentally, everything spiritually so that they can support themselves. Because yes, self-love is extremely important. You can't look for it on the outside. How can you feel from an empty cup, right? We hear that one a lot. And when I truly embodied who I am and understood that about myself, that's when relationships really started to change for me. Who do I want to crowd out? Who do I want to keep in, right? Right. Yeah, so. Wow, okay. Long way to that. (laughs) No, but I am sitting here because uh, now I know why I feel so connected to you. Because about 12 years ago, I was in a relationship just like the one that you're talking about. And I think that I want to talk about this together because I want our listeners to know that so often it's from those, like for me, I got out of this relationship and, and the biggest trauma I had was how did I let that happen? Yes. How did I lose myself like that? Like that was totally not who I felt I was as a human being, you know, how did I let that happen? But Mm -hmm. in that there's this moment, like what happened for you, it's like this awakening, but it's this moment. I want people to know that you can have an experience that just breaks you down to where you feel so broken, but you're not broken. You are right at that point where you can have an awakening and use that experience to reconnect with the truth of who you are, reconnect to your power, your magic, your strength, and become all that you're meant to become. Like there's hope from that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm just connecting. I, I mean, I have my eyes are getting wet and and i'm listening to you because there was such a beautiful gift in that for you that led you to everything that you're doing now not only for you but 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 helping people heal and guiding them to their truth it's so beautiful so everybody listening Mm -hmm. you know when you if you are going through something that is just taking you to your knees know that this is not the end this is you getting down to your knees so that you can burst up and become all that you're meant to become like i want you to believe in that right it 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 is the breaks that lead to the breakthroughs yes it is 
And it is the traumas that lead to the triumphs. Sometimes you just need the tools. You need the support. You need to go and reflect within, you know? And for me, I I had no idea what was hitting me because when you are in something, when you're in a narcissistic relationship and you're love bombed and, and you don't really truly understand what's happening and you get into a state of like, you kind of feel like you're losing your mind, right? Because you don't understand that, yes. especially with gaslighting. But the thing is, is that a lot of people that are confronted in our narcissistic abuse survivors or just going through narcissistic abusive relationships are very powerful, strong, you know, and that's the thing. They go after the ones that are like, who can I break? Who can I break? Who can I control? It, I see that all the time with clients. It's the ones that are killing it in the career or they have, they're just like, they're always the independent person, very outgoing, but then somebody comes along and, and then you're like, what the hell is wrong with me? And you have no idea where it's coming from. And that's, and I was basically like poster child for that. Because, yeah. It, right. And if any, for anyone listening, for, for your listeners, for your amazing listeners, you our gift. You are loved. You just need to, to, to give yourself a moment and step back and say, if you're watching this or listening to this, that's the first step because you're already here to hear the good stories, to hear Siri talk, to, to hear these amazing people that come on the show. (laughs) Everybody, but you're here because you know that there's learning to be learned and lessons to be learned and knowledge to be gained. And you're feeling something in you that says, "I, I need, something needs to give, something needs to change. So yay you for that. And give yourself that moment to just go within and realize that that love is is there. It it just might need a little nudge, and and you've got this. So you're amazing, Hillary. Um, <laughs> just just FYI. Um, <laughs> Thank you. When someone comes in um, for your help and they've been through something traumatic. Um, and sometimes, you know, the traumatic things that we go through are as traumatic as they are because it's triggering something from way earlier in our lives. Like, what are your first steps with that? You know, we work with a lot of veterans that come to our ranch yeah. and the horses are the therapists and they do the healing. Mm-hmm. But what is what are the first steps that you take with someone in that position? first of all, let me say thank you for supporting our veterans. I'm a huge fan of doing the same. You know, I was, I was a military wife. That was my first marriage. So, and, and my, my boyfriend is actually um, a veteran as well. So I have such a deep connection to those who work with the vets and it's something I love to do too, especially those dealing with post-traumatic stress. So um, and the horses are a beautiful way to, to do that. I've, I've seen that firsthand with the therapeutic riding, but The first thing I do, and um, when people, when a person comes to see me, no two sessions are the same, not only with the person, but with the session, meaning that the same person coming back, it's not some cookie cutter approach. Every day is different. Every experience is different. Every person is different. We call it bio-individuality. And 
the first thing I always ask people when they come in the room or if it's online, the first thing I ask people is what's new and good. Because when you ask somebody what is new and good, it allows you to go to a place where you know something in your life has happened, whether it is a great sandwich you had or you woke up in the morning, that was pretty good. You know, it's another day. Yeah. You're, you're paving the way for gratitude. And that's how I want to start every session. I don't let a session start. It's the first question I ask my my clients. It's the first question I ask anyone, even on my podcast or oh. in everyday life, because I want to get you into the mode of finding the little things that are what's new and good, because gratitude is so important. From there, I, I the shares happen. And then we just decide, you know, where do you need support today? It's like, it really is like a dance. You know, I, I want to hear what my clients are telling me. I want to listen, not just yes. hear, right? And and have a conversation. And if they just need me to listen, I listen. And my thing is the most important thing is you're coming to me for a reason. And when you come to me and you're sharing space with me, I want to mirror back at you what you might not see in yourself in the moment. Yes. That's what, being, yeah, that's what being a guide by someone's side is to mirror back at you, the beautiful things about you that you don't see in the moment and help you and support you to find that, that little thing, that little key that unlocks the door to that part of you that hasn't been approached yet. And if it's a difficult part, we'll deal with it Yeah, because the whole point is turning that what if about what if into a I am or I can, right? What if I choose, I can, I am. Yeah. And when you go there, when you give someone the space to share, beautiful things can transpire. And the other thing is sometimes people don't want to share. That's okay too. Yeah. But I would say, and, and I could honestly say this as a statistic, <laughs> because my practice and my own personal life, same way, is so based on trust and connection. 100% of those who share space with me open up. Amazing. That's okay. really important to me. And I take that very seriously. Yeah. Amazing. And I think that you bringing your truth and your realness, you know, your authenticity is an invitation for them to feel safe. I mean, we all probably have had an experience where we share, share, share something deep and vulnerable, and then you get nothing back. And it's kind of like, oh my God, what have I done? Mm -hmm. And so it's creating that safe space by you showing up as you, which I think is, is so beautiful. So what's Thank new you. and good in your life? <laughs> what's new and good in my life? <laughs> Um, I have to say I'm in a very healthy relationship, which makes me so joyful. And I know I manifested that, you yeah. know, I have a wonderful partner uh, and he, and, and that, and that makes me really happy having that and knowing, and I, I mentioned that because I just had mentioned something on the opposite side, but I had to do that to get to where I am. Yes. And I think I want to say that because 
that's a possibility for anyone that goes within and realizes that the love exists there. You just have to find it first. And if you need help, there are people that can help you. And if you've dealt with any upsets in your life, there is, there is a light at the other side. You don't have to solve all the darkness in the moment. You don't have to solve all the dark moments. Taking one step is opening space for just a little light to come in. And from that more light and more light and more light. That's the beauty of healing work, right? Yes. So what's new and good. I have a, a beautiful relationship. I'm so happy with that. And uh, I'm just, I'm happy to get back out there again. You know, now that, that we're, we're back out doing things, not everything being zoom, Skype, FaceTime, hu- human connection is so important. And I cannot be happier to be able to get out there and just really hug people, embrace people. Yes. And say to them to their face, what's new and good, you know, and just feel the energy in the room that that's, that's definitely it. And a lot of really cool things coming up in, in, in the work, work, uh, you know, my career to, to, because it's all about serving others. So Yeah. yeah. And the world needs you. And mm. I, mean, I can only imagine that you're going to have clients knocking down your door, wanting, wanting to come and see you and the work that you do. Yeah. Um, Cause you're well, such a gift. You're such a beautiful mm. gift. And for those that can't come in and see you, like what is your first recommendation for someone that wants this kind of healing, wants to do this kind of work, like, what can they do that doesn't involve flying to New York and banging on your door? Well, Hey, that's the coolest thing about this work. If you're coming to me to work, whether it's havening, which most people, that's what they come to me for havening or, you know, hypnotherapy or integrative nutrition, or actually a combination. Cause they all kind of work together. Havening is actually the modality I use. Right. So the beauty of this work is that, most of my clients are virtual. We have, we live in this age where we are so fortunate to live in the digital age. And I'm so fortunate to be able to share a modality that can be self-applied and also can be done through having virtual sessions and also in person. It depends. Like if somebody is right here and they want to see me in person and meet me in an office setting, we have that capability if you're local or if you want to fly in. But the other thing is, is most of my clients are Italy, Florida, California. They're all over the world in the country. And, and, and we've learned that the same outcome is possible with virtual than it is in person, because personally, when they're not with me in person, they're able to learn more about self-soothing and self-touching and self-regulation while I'm facilitating the session. Right. Right. And, and that is really amazing to know that this gift can go through these, these, you know, internet waves, right. And still reach people. And I think it also is just about the connection, but if someone's interested in learning more about it, um, I do offer, you know, complimentary breakthrough sessions, uh, that, that first call just to learn a little bit, to see if it aligns with you. That's, that's the main thing. Does this even align with you? Right. And that's, a wonderful gift that I want to give people so that they learn a little bit about it. But I also have um, a challenge coming up. That's a 14 day hug it out challenge. And this is basically 14 days to really 
de-stress, getting, get clear of the chaos, uh, and just find your calm and build that confidence with intention. Because interestingly enough, and what we see at the beginning of every year, it's what they call the fresh start effect. And this is a, this is a phenomenon. The fresh start effect is, ah, oh, I got a new resolution, a new goal, new beginning, new relationship, new career, new body, right? The problem is with, with starting these things on these, these timetables, when we fail, we tend to do better in the long run, because when we wobble, we get back up like weeble wobbles. Remember weeble wobbles? Yes. Right. I have like three of them up on my desk. (laughs) I talk about the weeble wobbles all the time. That's like my thing. Cause, but the, the issue with that is like, you start something February 1st, 80% fail by February 1st, stop their resolutions, give up, cheated on the diet. The relationship's not doing any better, whatever it is. So what I'm doing is I'm coming in on January 30th. That's the, the official start date, but, but you can do this on your own time. Uh, and I'm doing a, a 14 day hug it out challenge and hug it out as part of my system. That's my system, which is healing, understanding, and gratitude. And this all goes back oh, to- this. I love it. Yes. So it's an acronym for self-love of healing, yes. understanding, and gratitude. Because you know what, Siri, how many times have you gotten into, and we hear this a lot in sports, especially, how many times do you see these articles written or stories about somebody, or you've done with it, done it yourself, or you get into a kerfuffle or an upset with someone, they go, oh, just, just hug it out. You two just hug it out, right? Yes. But if we're not hugging it out with ourselves and going within and saying, okay, I don't have to agree with everything that's going on right now. Maybe I made a mistake. It's about that forgiveness. So you have to yes. heal. You have to understand yourself and you have to have gratitude. And that is what this 14 day challenge is all about is sharing more of my system, giving you these tools. We're going to do a little havening. We're going to do, there's a a amazing PDF prompt that you can print out and fill out or do it electronically and 14 days of videos with me sharing what it is to really embody the, the calm, turn it from chaos to calm truly find the intention and do it just in time where I'm continuing the momentum where most people fail. So love it. I'm doing it. Hey, I'm I'm doing doing it. it. Yeah, you're doing doing it. it. I created the system and the form and everything with my people and I'm excited to do it. I'm going to walk the talk. And there's even some little, even for those who sign up, there's a a couple special little additions that I'm, I'm going to be announcing that will really put you in the room with me. And, uh, it's going to be pretty amazing. So So sign up. How do they join this? How do they sign up? Sure. So you just go to my website. It's hillaryrusso.com slash challenge, Hillary Mm -hmm. with one L two S's hillaryrusso.com slash challenge, sign up for the challenge there. Even if this, even if it's like February 2nd, you can still do this because it's at your own pace. I'm just dropping it on, on the 30th. So a couple of days in, you are so fine. Make this a part, use it in March, use it in April, but claim your spot now because it's not going to be up forever. And that, and that's the real point is that I want you to build the momentum down. Stop putting off tomorrow what you can do today. Right. Oh my God. Hillary. I want to thank you so much. And I could talk for hours and hours with you. I mean, this is just so fascinating, but the work that you're bringing into the world is just um, transformational and beautiful. And what a gift. So this challenge is going to be a gift to everyone listening here. 
And I can't wait in the future to hopefully bring you out to Believe Ranch and Rescue and have you be a part of some events here with our horses. Um, you're amazing. And thank you so, so much. I am looking forward to that. Like, I, give me a date and I am there. And and let me just say, I'm so excited to hold space for you on Holistically Speaking when you come on my podcast, because I am going to just share you with the world. This is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. And this is such a gift that I get to share with the world. So thank you, Hillary. You are a beautiful and extraordinary soul. And it's just been such a joy today. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for listening and sharing this precious time with me. Please remember to subscribe and to leave me a review. You can find me on Instagram at Siri Lindley, Facebook Siri Lindley, and Twitter at Seltz, S-E-L-T-S. You can also reach me via email at info at Have an amazing day and shine on.